0: Hey Juan, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. You're feeling good? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, we're feeling good. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back, everybody. At the Intrinsic Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm Omar. And my name's Juan. And we're bringing you another episode. Episode number 13, in fact. It is. And Friday we're feeling the great today. Friday the 13th, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's <a> Saturday. <laughs> it's a 13th. Saturday, yeah. Just as so scary. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, so we're feeling pretty good. Hopefully, you guys are doing well, getting a good start to your week or end to your week. And we wanted to start off by talking about a little bit of some slanguage, you feel? So, there's, <laughs> so, we've talked about language, language, but now we're talking about slanguage. Yeah. Now, what is slanguage? Slanguage is how you talk to your homies, your homegirls. It's, okay. it's a different form of language that's not necessarily literally correct. Okay. They won't teach you it in schools, they'll teach it in the streets. I appreciate you giving that definition because I actually don't know what slang is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I technically just made slang right now, but okay, okay. I <laughs> thought that, that itself was slang. <laughs> yeah, so so I don't think you would would understand the concept of slang. First, the slang. Okay. Yeah. So slang. So Juan, what yeah. was the first instance that you remember where you decided to use slang? Do you decide to use slang? Because I, I don't think I constantly go around and be like
1: today I'm, gonna yeah, I'm about to sling it up today
0: yeah but i think there's a point where you go from being super literate and trying to perfect your speech to then like oh i gotta be cool <laughs> to, to hella illiterate <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> it's gotta be cool oh, okay i see i see what you mean like there's
1: like a transition period right i think i think i started using more slang in middle school right during the big sean era the uh what was it kofi kingston or whatever that guy's name is Kofi no. Kingston, the wrestler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind, <laughs> not that guy. Who's the guy that sings um, um, that beautiful song? It's called Beautiful. Something beautiful. Kingston, for
0: sure. Something Kingston. Oh. You know what I mean? You're
1: talking about Sean Kingston. There you go. There you go. Him. You're
0: so beautiful, All right, please don't girl. sing. <laughs>
1: I, think, I think during middle school was when I started because of like, I started listening to a little bit more of that rap. I don't even know if it would be considered rap, but it was like, Rap, hip hop, and I think like everyone, every kid at that age just kinda to just seem cool, like, oh, what's hanging or whatever. I don't even remember what <laughs> that's what you were saying. <laughs> I don't saying even remember then. what <laughs> Hey, how's it hanging, bro? I <laughs> don't even remember what slang it was during that day, but yeah, it was mainly just to like fit in.
0: Yeah, yeah. But well, I think I I mean, my brother and I have like a nine year difference in age. So when I was in elementary, he was already in high school. And I mm. remember When I was in elementary, that was like the early 2000s, like mid-early 2000s. And there was this weird movement at the time where people were like sagging their clothes. Uh, Oversized soccer jerseys were the thing.
1: And jeans.
0: Yeah. And uh, your white Nike Air Forces. (laughs) The Cortezes. Cortezes were a thing back then. Yeah. So I remember I used to look up to to my brother and there was like this weird thing that he would always do when he talked he'd like finish a phrase and be like it'd be weird i don't even know what it was (laughs) but it's just like it just became a snake all of a sudden (laughs) yeah yeah like everybody just morphed into a snake all of a sudden it was it was weird i don't really understand what it was what it meant but that's kind of like the first instance where i was like okay he's doing something that i haven't been taught in school i don't know why he's doing it but I like it because it sounds cool. Nice. And I, I remember I was it. trying to like copy him uh, with my friends in like elementary school. And they're like, what was that? I was like, yeah, I don't know. Shh, like, what, what <laughs> Dude, you? you still do that. <laughs> Sometimes I, I catch myself. <laughs> you yeah. I actually still do that. And it's like, why am I doing that? Yeah. But it's, it's kind of part of like slang. It's mm-hmm. like the cool thing to do, the cool thing to say. Like nowadays it's like, you'll hear somebody talking. It's like, Sheesh, it's like a weird no, no. thing.
1: I hate when people do that.
0: It became the new thing. It's the sheesh. It's basically the same thing when you talk about it. It's just been elevated. It's evolved. It's no longer tss. now. It's sheesh. You know.
1: I gotta say, I appreciate that you don't engage in a lot of slang <laughs> because I d- I'm not gonna lie. I would find you very annoying. If yeah, you yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, I, okay, I'm not. I'm not going over today, bro. Sorry.
0: I've decided to go out of my way to hold back from using slang, hmm. mainly. Because I don't like hopping what other people are doing. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than following a trend, in my opinion. Being a sheep. Because I see everybody doing it. I'm like, oh, you guys are so lame. Like, I (laughs) like to be the person that's at the forefront of it. Like, if I come up with it, like, oh, that's cool. And if somebody else hops on the bandwagon, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Nice. But, yeah, so, like, there's different forms of of, uh, slang. It's, for one, how you communicate with your peers, your homies, your homegirls. It's a different form of communication that you wouldn't necessarily say perhaps to your mother or your family members or maybe clients, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In a sense, I think cussing would fall in line with slang where it's like you might tell somebody, oh, like that's crazy. And then you tell somebody else like, oh, that's some bullshit or oh, that's, that's, that's some crazy shit. It's a different form of language that I would say makes it less professional. Like, slang isn't really a professional way to speak to somebody.
1: I had a question for you.
0: Hit me. What is the funniest
1: cuss word or cussing phrase that you know? The funniest one. I mean... Something that something like... Because usually, right, when you say it, you're kind of mad, right? Someone says, like, fuck, like, you're mad, right? But what's sort of a cuss word that someone says... That when they say it, you just can't take
0: them seriously, <laughs> even though they're mad. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually a cuss word or not. I would assume it is, but I think it's like it's like a thing that people do where they'll take a cuss word, but they make it PG so they can actually say it out loud. Bitch, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what, that was yeah, my answer too. Yeah. And it, so it's. I learned this in high school. Actually, I think this was summer school going into high school. Yeah. I had a teacher and she would like be scribbling on the whiteboard or whatever. and She'd make a mistake. And so she'd always be like, oh, God darn it. And like, you know, and it just, it made me crack up because I had never heard anybody say that. Mm -hmm. I mean, out here, there's not many people that would use that kind of a phrase. And so, like, the first time, like, I remember I was with like a friend and we're just like looking at each other, like, what the hell is that? And then she kept saying it and then it became excessive. It's like literally every single like class, like she was saying it like (laughs) 10 times. And so we'd just be mocking her on her free time, like, oh, God darn it, you know?
1: Mine's the same one, but mine's freaking. <laughs> it makes me laugh because just say fucking just say just say the word it's okay that's like a middle school one yeah that's, that's for that's sure that's like middle a middle school, school one and honestly people in in high school were also using it like yeah.
0: what are you freaking doing bro and like, <laughs> oh my god dude just stop just stop bro. you know what the f- the cringiest form of that one is though what when people are like uh what the frick like oh, yeah. <laughs> i heard i heard more i heard more uh more girls use that
1: than guys with what, the, what frick? the frick yeah yeah, it's kind of For me, I heard more so like guys like who didn't want to say fucking nerd or, or whatever it was. Fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> freaking nerd. Something. I don't know. Oh, I see, I see what side you're on, Juan. You were the bully, huh? <laughs> I was the nerd. <laughs> I was actually, a, honestly,
1: given that I had like two sort of big friends group, I was on both sides. On one side, I was yeah. like the nerd. And then on the other side, I was like the... The bully? <laughs> no, not the bully, but definitely not the nerd. <laughs> you,
0: you were the cool kid. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's just kind of how it goes, though. It's like, it's that same slang that will kind of help integrate you into a different group. Because like, oh, this guy looks cool and he sounds cool. Like, he's cool like us.
1: Right. Yeah. And honestly, slang is an overseen part when people are are learning a new language. Yeah. Because when I was learning a new language, and like here, for example, in the United States, like through classes, they teach you super proper French. Which is fine. But then when I went to France, in class itself, they were actually teaching us some slang. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, why? Like, why? But it made sense. I mean, if you go, even if you speak perfect French or, in, let's say, in English, even if you speak, if you come from a different country and you come here and you speak sp- perfect English, people are kind of going to look at you weird because, like, why isn't this person cussing? or Why do they seem so proper? Why? Yeah. It seem, right. It's the exact same thing. Like, when I was in France, when I was speaking perfectly, but they were like... What is this guy like an academic or something? Yeah. Right. And so then I, I had to start adding words like "make" or this thing or that thing, just to like, oh, okay, he's kind of one of us. Yeah, exactly. Because right. it makes you feel like, all right, cool. He he knows he knows the the hip stuff to say.
0: Yeah, like you don't want to be seen as like an academia nut. I think is the, <laughs> yeah, the term, exactly. Right? Yeah, and the, the thing is, like for us too, like within uh, our own culture in Spanish, there's a lot of terms that people use as slang mm. that have absolutely no <laughs> meaning. That Like, there's no literal meaning behind it. Con, it makes no flays. sense. ¿Quieres con flays, mijo? Yeah, conflays, or like how you were saying earlier, like, uh, la que a la puerta. Yeah. It's like we're literally taking words in English and just adding our own ending to it to make it seem like it's part of our language. I got to say, that type of slang, I'm,
1: like, not conscious of at all. Like, my sister will be the one to point it out. It's like, oh, este, la que a la puerta, o trae la to- troca, or this thing. And It's just like... Yeah. It doesn't, like... At face value, like, it doesn't, it's not, it's nothing. It's yeah. literally not even, it's not English or Spanish. It's Spanglish. Yeah. And I, that's the part that I, like, I can't really control that part. I'll just say, like, random words that are, don't exist in either language. Yeah. And my friends who speak, like, proper uh, Spanish from, like, Honduras or somewhere else, but, like, what, ¿qué es eso? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> just forget about that.
0: Right. I, I learned a lot about that in the high school when I was taking Spanish. And most people would kind of see, like, anybody that had a Hispanic background, like, taking a Spanish class, like, oh, you're a joke. Like, you're basically just trying to get an easy A. Yeah. But I actually learned a lot about the, the professional side of Spanish, because I had known exactly just about everything else but that. Like, I knew about the slang. I knew about uh, how to communicate with elderly folk, people that are your age, you know, the difference in, in that kind of uh, sense, but not how to... Get, like, say, like, the apostrophes or the accent marks. Yeah. Uh, how to actually write. The and, vosotros stuff. I mean, that's more, like, Spain Spanish. Argentina también. Yeah, we don't really use that, but still, it was, yeah. it was interesting to learn. And that's when I realized, like, oh, damn. I've been saying a lot of things wrong, like, my whole life, and I hadn't even realized that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I came home and I told my mom about it. And she's like, pues, así es como le hemos dicho. Like, that's how we've always said it. Like, And that's another one, pues. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. There you go. You exactly. just caught me. Yeah. But it's like, it's always been like that. Like, don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, okay, what? Like, we're just gonna like throw in the towel like that. Like, yeah. like, no, let's not try to improve. Like, let's just leave it the same. That's that's how you talk. That's how we've been talking. And that's <laughs> yeah. how you're going to continue to talk.
1: <laughs> it's It's strange, right? I, yeah. I think it's interesting. My sister sometimes corrects my mom when she does that. And I'm actually on the other side. I think I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting because it's sort of like a new sort of deviation from Spanish speakers who live in the United States. It's not, yeah, it's not Spanish. It's not English. It's just some new slang, honestly. Until for some maybe for some reason there's a new language called
0: Spanglish. This is gonna be the beginning. That's gonna be in uh, in universities all <laughs> across the globe. Just watch, and we'll We're be gonna gonna the two, be two teaching main professors. Spanglish. Be teaching Spanglish. Yeah, we'll be pushing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well a little change of speed, Juan. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What is a major moment in your life where you remember you had fallen so low or you had tripped, right? How they say? Damn. Tripped to the point where you felt like you had to just give it your all to bounce back, that you had to redeem yourself. Damn. What was that instance of redemption? <laughs> this just got dark as fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah, it did. Fuck your Spanglish. We're talking about redemption, baby. <laughs> We're talking about redemption now. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so I've fallen so far. That I feel like I can't get up, essentially?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, what was the last time that you remember that happened? <laughs> like, life alert. I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Um,
1: I don't know if I fell, like if I fell per se, mm. but.
0: Just kind of stumbled?
1: No, no. It's not even like stumbling or failing. It's just like I, I was. You I slipped. Just didn't, I just didn't know where I was okay is this what it was and so ah uh, okay okay it's in a similar sense but it's not like when you fall like you know when you look back like all right yeah that's why i fell mm-hmm. whereas with me i was stumbling around but i didn't know like why i was stumbling around okay i don't know why it was going on in general this was again as i have said like sort of towards my second year of college because i just hadn't put any attention into myself into who i am to who i want to be who i wanted to be and so, like I said, for me, it wasn't like there's a speed bump and then I tripped over. It was like I'm in like a dark room and I don't know like what the hell's going on. Yeah. In a, sen- in a sense.
0: No sense of direction.
1: Yeah. A, no sense of a direction. In a sense, that was sort of figuratively what my life felt like up to that point. It's like, all right, there's some interesting stuff I can kind of see around a little bit. But like the stuff ahead, the path ahead that I have to walk, I had no idea. It's what foggy. Do. Yeah.
0: Okay. And how did you redeem yourself? How did you get out of that?
1: I turned on a flashlight.
0: Oh, damn! look at that. <laughs> I just, you know,
1: figuratively, like, I did, I just started looking everywhere and figuring out something. I mean, when you're, I, I give the analogy of, like, a dark room because it's just, like, imagine you, your life is this dark room and you're touching around places and you're feeling, okay, okay, I'm right here, here's a table, right. here's a bed. You're trying to figure out where everything is and you can't turn on the lights all at the same time, Mm -hmm. but through each new thing that you touch and you experience and you're like, okay, that's that, then something else next to it lights up. And so it's almost like you're stumbling around and if you stumble around long enough and try enough things, then slowly you just start seeing more and more and more of what your actual life is. And so that's just what I did. I just threw myself into the deep end, uh, went to another country and just said, all right, figure it out, figure out who you are, figure out what you want. Like I said, I just started traveling, meeting new people. I've never done this. Let me try it. I've never tried that. Let me try this. Yeah. This is who I used to be. I actually did this. Like, this is who I used to be. So let me, I'm actually trying to be like the opposite person of what I wanted to. So I would do that for like a day or two. Yeah. And see kind of how the people around me and my friends would react. And the benefit of that was like, nobody knew me. Right. So nobody right. would be like. That's that benefit. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Like, you're acting so weird. It's like, they have no prior reference of. Uh, Of who I was So It allowed you to grow Yeah
0: No I I like that That's a perfect example And that's It's funny because You ended up Finding more about yourself When you technically Lost yourself In the sense of direction And Setting You basically put yourself In a place that you knew Nothing about Mm -hmm. But By doing so You found yourself And that's an excellent form Of redemption Of redeeming yourself Mm -hmm. Now my example That I would use Is this past year 2020 and i've talked about it enough but what what year was that 2020 okay yeah see i've been working on it guys in (laughs) case if there's anybody out there checking i've been working on it (laughs) all about self-improvement all right 2020 but yeah so that was a major year for me because that was the year where i label it as my year of redemption that was a year where as i mentioned with your help and the help of many others i told myself enough is enough enough bitching and moaning enough complaining Let's get this shit going. Let's get the gears turning. Let's bounce back. And it was through a lot of self-reflection and constant uh, questions, questioning myself, really, that yeah. I was able to, to expose myself to my own bullshit that I had been using for so long to kind of portray my life as being not the best, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And I had to kind of have that breakthrough to allow myself to even get to the path to redeem myself. And since then, I've been continually working on myself, still more based on my mental strength. But since then, looking back at it, I would never go back on it. Like, yeah, it's one of my proudest moments so far of my journey. And so the reason I wanted to touch on this is because there's a lot of people out there that are listening to us or just other people in general that, are in a sense lost. They're not really acquainted with themselves. They don't really know where they're going. They don't really know who they are. They're just generally lost. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always important to continue to reflect, continue to reevaluate exactly where you've been, where you are, who you are, in order to get into that point where you're like, okay, I know what I need to do now. I know there's like these list of things that I need to do to change myself. And that is where that process of redemption starts.
1: So you said this, was, this took place during the span of approximately a year?
0: Roughly, yeah. I mean, I guess technically I could say it started a lot before then, but there was no actual progress made.
1: Right. And during that year, was, it, was there a certain point in which something happened or something clicked? Or was it just sort of like, like how I explained, just like a progressive little by little type of thing?
0: I would explain, like, everything before that year as being, like, uh, progressive in the sense of me just gaining the courage. Okay. It was a long, long, long process for me to gain the courage to do something about it. Mm -hmm. But from that point forward, where it was this past year, um, I don't know. I think it was more so just, like... uh, I think it just it just was like kinda like it just clicked. It was just from one day to the next, I was like, Enough is enough. Like I'm I'm tired of it. And once I decided to have that one talk with you, or more so probably the other way around, uh that's when I was like, Okay, like it's time.
1: Hmm. Um I asked this because like I was there and I helped you along, but even I don't really know per se, like Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, this talk for sure, like something happened here because Again, as you said, we have had a lot of talks, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, it sounded like you were taking the steps to improve yourself. And some of them you weren't, and some of them you were. But yeah. for me, right, it's it's it was hard then and even now to really know when you were doing stuff and when you weren't doing stuff, because at the end of the day, it was just a conversation. It was just some suggestions, and I fully understood, hey, he can take it and do something with it, or he can just do nothing about it, and that's I can't do anything about that, so even for me who like knows you, I don't really know when that happened to be honest.
0: I think uh, the main thing that helped it click as I recall was when we had a conversation and you told me, I I don't know how this came up in conversation, but we were discussing uh, like how we had met. Yeah. And one of the points that you had made was that when we met, you had always seen something in me and I was like, well, what the fuck is that thing that you saw? Because mm-hmm. at the time in my life that this conversation had happened, I was completely lost. I was like, I don't know what you saw then, but I'm trying to see that. Yeah. And that's where I realized I was like, that's the problem. I'm letting somebody else's thoughts of me, not that it should have mattered to me, like your, your opinion matters a lot to me, but I'm letting that define me. And mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing all along Is I will let other people's perspectives define me and I'll find my own sense of validation through somebody else. Like, I'm I'm going at it the wrong way. I need to find my inner courage. I need to find my inner sense of validation. I need to find my purpose. And that's when I realized I had to dig deeper into myself and kind of, like, knock out those little nooks and crannies, how they say it, like, realize what are the mistakes I've been making and continue to make and what's keeping me from progressing forward. And that's when I realized that there was a few major mistakes I had made and... I told myself, I want to avoid from making the third mistake. I've yeah. done this. There was a certain thing I had done twice. And they were very, very impactful to my life. And I told myself, and I, as I realized, if I continue down this pathway without changing anything, I'm going to reach that third mistake. Yeah. And after that third mistake, I might not necessarily be able to bounce back or redeem myself. It might be too late. Yeah. And then, so with that, as well as with you having that conversation with me, it gave me a sense of hope because it it reminded me to a simpler time where I myself believed that I had the capability to be somebody of interest in the future. Mm -hmm. And so with all these things all at once, it just clicked. And I was like, it's time to become that person that I know or that I knew at one point I was capable of being. Right. It's time to, to work towards that. Yeah. And here we are.
1: And here we are. Voila, The one conversation I do remember that I thought impacted you, um, that we had, which honestly I didn't even know at the time. I'm like, I don't know if that was good for him or bad for him. It could have been a good or a bad impact. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm pretty brutally honest about things. So I'm like, ooh. Of course. Was that a bit too much? I don't know. But it was something that I said that's useful, I'm sure, for a lot of people, which is think back about... Five years ago, like, would that person with the five-year younger you mm-hmm. be proud of where you are right now? Oh, and I know when I asked you that, and I kept talking after that, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I just can't get over that part." Yeah, <laughs> I'm still, yeah. and you were just, and I know for a fact the gears were turning, and you were thinking, "Would five-year-old, would would five years younger me be proud of where I am right now?" Yeah, and that's a thing that I ask myself from time to time as well and I think a lot of people should consider that because if you're not then something's going on yeah something's going on even if it's I mean five years is a significant amount of time that even if you fail in certain things you can still succeed you can still come back from things yeah but if overall five years you know younger you're not proud of where you are even if you're not exactly where you thought you would be if you're not proud of where you are or where you're headed. Or where you're headed. Then I think that's, I asked you that because that signaled to me like, okay, figure out where you are. And if this is actually something that you want to do, then this question should kind of fuck you up for a bit. And it did. Yeah. Still does. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And I think everybody listening should ask themselves the same thing. Yeah. Because that, that was another contributing factor to me getting my shit together. So I'm I'm sure it'll impact other people's lives just the same. But yeah. what what was the reason why you came up with that number? Why 5 years specifically? Was it because it had been 5 years since we had graduated high school or was it just 5 years in general?
1: It was 5 years I don't know. I suppose I mean 10 years it was like before we even knew each other I think at that point, right? Technically, yeah. Yeah, so I think 5 years was just like all right. I asked you this, I think, like, either my last or second to last year in college. And so at that point, I had started reflecting on, like, okay, it's been a decent amount of time. How's it gone? How's how's it been? Is this what you expected from college? So I asked myself these questions. In that moment, honestly, it wasn't really based on anything. I just wanted to see, okay, well, generally, what what would a younger version of you think about where you are right now? Because that often tells you a lot of things. Yeah. I, I asked myself that a lot of times. And I'm always self-critical of myself, but I've never, thankfully, so far, I've been pretty proud, at least, of my efforts. Even if I'm not, like, where I wanted to be, I know that it's all, like, for a specific purpose, so, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think for people that probably are a little bit older than us, it would be a different number than five years. I think for me, it hit home. It was, like, yeah. the perfect.
1: probably 10 years for... For For older people, yeah, Yeah, like like ten years.
0: Thirties. Um, and I mean another good form to kind of I guess like another good question to kind of check up on yourself is like and like this would have completely destroyed me, is like when was like the last time you were genuinely happy? Yeah. And I think we had discussed that slightly, probably not in that same conversation, but at some point during around that time, yeah, we had discussed and I was like, fuck man, like I can't remember the last time I was genuinely happy.
1: The question I asked. That was similar to that was, when was the last time you were genuinely scared of something? And not scared of like a spider, but like scared of like, damn, this thing I'm trying tomorrow is fucking, it's crazy. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. right. Whether it be pitch someone an idea or or go back to school, something where you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You're kind of, you're getting those butterflies. You're just like, oh, I don't know. doubting yourself. That was the question that that I asked. But uh, yeah, happiness was something I started thinking about a little bit after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, both of those are great. I think uh, for me, where I was at at the time, the happiness would have uh, the happiness question would have resonated with me a little bit more mm. because I was on such a a, a lower level of energy. So yeah. that would have been the perfect thing to ask me mm. to really kind of give myself a a timeline to keep myself accountable. And I mean, essentially, when you want to improve, when you want to really reflect on who you are, who you were and where you wanna be and who you want to become, that's kind of what you really need. It's that timeline of the life you've lived so far in order to keep yourself accountable or see where you didn't keep yourself accountable as compared to where you had. Because at some point you'll you'll lose that. If you've been keeping yourself accountable for a long time, at some point you might just give up. You kind of get off, off the track, off the main course, and you'll find yourself just kind of effing off just messing around wasting time wasting energy wasting money and so it's it's important to reevaluate that okay what was the thing that set me off track where was the point where i decided i no longer had to keep myself accountable and why and that'll help you kind of trace back your steps to the path that you were supposed to be on or that you're meant to be on if you haven't found it yet right but yeah i think uh redemption is one of the best feelings especially for people that haven't really been doing so well, it's one of the most important wins for me that I had had in a long time. So I would say for people that are seeking that inner peace, that sense of validation, or just a better version of themselves is seek that redemption. Yeah. And do you know why,
1: sorry, do you know why I asked you that question to like, when was the last time you were genuinely excited about something or excited slash scared? Because at that, do you know why I asked you that question?
0: Yeah. Why? Because I think at the time when we were talking about that, you felt like I hadn't challenged myself or I hadn't had anything challenging in my life.
1: Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. To an extent. But I was also thinking about at that point in my life, I had just literally, you might not remember, but at that point I had literally just taken a pretty big risk um and it had paid off and so i had gotten on like the ball rolling on like okay literally every single time i sort of jump take a leap of faith and try something new and be uncomfortable where i'm like fuck 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 like i don't know if i can do this it always turned out to be a super positive experience so in that sense i asked you because i started associating i still sort of associate taking risks to happiness Mm-hmm. because the things that make you truly happy, happy, I think need you to be vulnerable. I need you to take risks and take those sort of leap of faiths.
0: Mm, yeah. I, I think I would agree. As they say out there,
1: you got to risk it for the
0: biscuit. Oh, oh. hell yeah. <laughs> nicely said. Nicely <laughs> said. Yeah. I think as as you continue to improve upon yourself and in the direction that your life is taking, things take a little bit more work, right? The yep. higher the, the risk, the higher the reward. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, if at one point your happiness was gained from just getting a cheeseburger at McDonald's, and then two, three years later you fast forward and it's like, oh, well, now that happiness was gained after I got my degree from school. Fast forward to another five years. It's like, oh, now my, my happiness I gained from completing a a contract with a company where... My company, my own company, is directly associated with, and it's like a joint company. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, contract, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like it. It just continues to elevate over time. So that I think that makes sense as to your happiness it revolves directly around that because you're working constantly on it. You're constantly improving on it. So your your happiness is connected to a much higher level of effort. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just all
1: about like the the highs and the lows because. I'm a firm believer, like, if you haven't felt pain or failure or disappointment, you can't fully appreciate success. Yeah, yeah. And so the reason why I associate risk is some of those risks are going to work out, some of them are not. And there'll be quote unquote failures, really what they end up being is just lessons. Yeah. But nonetheless, there'll be sort of low points in like the chart of your life if you want to think about it. Mm-hmm. And because you've experienced those lows, then you keep taking risks. You keep taking risks. Keep trying different things. Things that interest you, of course. Yeah. And when one of those things hits, when you take a risk and you're like, oh, okay, I actually did that. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Then because of all the lows that you've been through, that high is that much higher. Mm -hmm. That happiness is that much more intense because you know struggle, because you know not having any money in the bank account because you know not having a house Yeah or not having a car or having to walk to work every single day
0: Yeah It definitely shapes your perspective differently I mean we've met people that we grew up with that had a fairly easy life Like yeah. you knew them that after high school they would probably end up getting either a place in their their family's business or they would just already be set right out of high school Yeah and the sense that they didn't have that sense of energy, urgency, like the fact that they didn't have that sense of urgency, basically allowed them to kind of let themselves go. Where they had so much already behind them and so much supporting them that they didn't care as much to really go kick ass at life, to really try to accomplish something because it was already kind of handed off to them. Yeah. As compared to others who had to work twice as hard to get to that same place they were at, they have absolutely nothing to lose. Yep. They're willing to put it all on the table just to get to that same spot. And that changes your perspective. It alters with time. But that's the main thing that I've found over the years is, like you said, people have struggled so much over the years. Once they finally decide, okay, it's time for me to get my shit together and stop beating myself up all the time, those are the motherfuckers you got to look out for. Because they have absolutely nothing to lose because they've been at the lowest of the lows for the longest time. Yeah. It's those people that will take away that opportunity from those people that have had it this whole time.
1: Yeah. And like you said, I think that's everyone. Everyone who's genuinely successful has gone through that. Yeah. Like people who weren't born into, like people who were born into wealth and success can be successful. That's very, you know, there's no question about that. Their whole platform is built up. Yeah. But can they be as successful as someone who grew up on the streets and figured a way to get out? I don't think so. I don't think it's possible because they don't have to fight. When people like us and people in worse positions fight, it's a fight for your life, I -hmm. think, genuinely. Not to sound like cheesy or anything. It's a fight for your life and it's a fight for not going back to your old life. Yeah. There was this song that says, I don't even know what it was, but it's said rap song. Oh, actually, I think it's Click from uh, Kanye West and like a bunch of different people. Mm. But one of the guys says, I'm going out the whole night because I ain't going back to my old life. Ooh. I promise. Oh. oh. Yeah, okay,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> Anyways, but generally, like stuff like that, I, I really inspires me because... I look at my childhood. I look at the things that I went right and the things that didn't go right. And the things that didn't go right, I sort of build on top of that. Okay, this is who I was. This is what I lived through. Yeah, let's make something out of it. Let's let's see
0: what let's see what can come out of it. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh, Kanye West. You know, <laughs> why? R- really sorry to hear that he's going through a divorce with Kim K. Man, keep your head of King. Jeez, keep <laughs>
1: your head out.
0: <laughs> hey man, got Got to show some love and support, man. He's probably struggling right now, but. Back to the, the topic that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Back to not Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you, you you cannot hustle somebody that's been hustling and struggling their whole life. Yeah. The hustle's inside that person. There's people that have to train themselves to find the hustle. There's people that are born with the hustle, not out of not out of want, <laughs> nice. but out of need. You sound like the Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too fast, I'm too furious. <laughs> but that's really what it is. Is There's people that are just born with it out of necessity because they have nothing to their name. They have nobody supporting them. They have nobody in the corner. So they've been born with that hustle. And that's what's gotten them through life as compared to other people that have already had everything handed to them. They have to learn how to hustle for things because they've already had those things. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference there.
1: 100%.
0: Like you you mentioned, those people will never compare to each other. Mm -hmm. They might get to the same place, but it'll be very, very different journey. Yeah. Prime example of that. Shout out David
1: Goggins. Oh, (laughs) shout
0: Shout out to come back to that. Shout out number three,
1: (laughs) probably four by now. Hey, I don't care who you are. You're not outworking that man. Why? Because if you read his book, he just had the shittiest life. Yeah. Right. But I'm sure he wouldn't describe it as shitty. He would just describe it as like training. It's just what made him who he, who he
0: was. I think that's what I like about him too. Like his no nonsense, like attitude. It's like, yeah. Like, don't don't come to me congratulating me and give me a pound the back. Bitch, it ain't done. <laughs> We're still doing it.
1: Yeah. He compared it to, I saw a quick video where he was talking about he had a puppy, a new dog, a pit bull. It was like a couple years back. And every time he would put food for the dog, since it's like a puppy, he would like rush in and like eat food super quick. So he mm-hmm. said, all right, it's just a puppy. Naturally, you can't, you know, he can't really control himself. He hasn't been trained. Okay turns out five or whatever, 10 years later, he's a grown dog, still does the exact same thing. And so he went to ask the veterinary, like, what's going on with this dog? You know, like, (laughs) why isn't he slowing down and like eating normally? And what they were saying is like, as a puppy, he did that because like the litter, there's a lot of dogs. And so if he doesn't go to get food quickly, it'll run out. Yeah. Right. Given that there's like, I don't know, like however many dogs are born at one time. And so he, he made me laugh. He was like, he still does it to this day. It's like, and that's the mentality you got to have. <laughs> like you still got to be, you still got to eat and you still got to work. Like you're like, you're, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Like there's nothing coming tomorrow. This is all you've got right now. And you got to take advantage of it.
0: I like that. Yeah. Another reference to pit bulls, <laughs> our very own pit bull. Mr. Worldwide. Dale. <laughs> I, knew it. I knew it was coming. Ooh, I felt that one coming. Yeah. I wanted to say earlier, when you first mentioned pit and David Goggins, I was like, no, no, I got to, I got to <laughs> wait for the perfect timing. That, that comedic timing.
1: Shout out to Mr. Worldwide.
0: Yeah. Mr. 305.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's pretty sacrifi- cool dude too. Sacrificing himself so we all have hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's a big sacrifice. Yeah. You know, he's an inspirational character though. He's, I've been seeing a lot of his interviews popping up on uh, social media. And uh, it's interesting. He has some valid points. I think... Uh, I think wearing a suit just kind of does something to you like <laughs> does like, something to you yeah i mean like he's already mean? bald so he looks like he has a bunch of wisdom under that head <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> or no hair <laughs> yeah and then he's got a suit like you know he's there to fuck shit up
1: okay like i, wh- ag- I agree about the suit thing for sure because yeah. i just got a suit and i feel like i feel like a g now i'm like god damn when you wear I, it i know, you feel yeah, badass. i need to wear that suit
0: yeah, it's it does something, right? Yeah. I mean, we spoke about this briefly when we we're talking about fashion. Fashion. Yeah. It's something about the way that you dress. You dress to impress. Yeah. You dress to to win. You're not gonna dress to to be a failure. Yeah. I mean, look at you and me right now. We're wearing dress shirts. We're wearing our uh, boot cut uh, <laughs> uh, khakis. Uh, we're wearing dress shoes. Some <laughs> Gucci's. I'm wearing pretty casual clothes,
1: but I say I'm pretty fashionable today. Yeah. I got w- the green. What's the fit? What's the fit? I got got the green vibe going on. Okay. A okay. Earthy. A little
0: military sesh. Got a got a Fedora out there. Okay, okay. Fedora, you're going to Cuba? Okay, okay. I came from Cuba. Shit. Oh, came from Cuba. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fresh off the boat. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. I see you. Okay. <laughs> Messed up hair, like you literally just got off the boat. Okay, okay. I see. Hey, you. I have headphones on. Give me a break. Now. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw you come with that Fedora, I was like, oh, I gotta bust mine out too. Come on, right there. Yeah, nice little feather gonna... in the cap.
1: You got a small head though that didn't fit.
0: Yeah, it's funny because my whole life I've been told I have a big head. Like I always, my brother used to make fun of me. like, "Oh, you're like George Lopez," and his like comedic skits on the show. Yeah, where like they show him when he was like a little kid with like a big ass head. It's like the same head of, that he has now, but yeah. just like a small ass little body. Yeah, that's basically how I used to look like when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, fun facts with Omar. <sighs> yeah, heartbroken fun facts. <laughs> All right, well, let's end it out with uh, the wow. The yes. words of
1: wisdom. Oh, I like this words of wisdom.
0: This is a pretty cool one. I actually really like this. Uh, I had this on my IG bio for a long time because this quote just resonated with me. Yeah. So I think it's, it's only fair to share it with the world. Let's do it. And uh, this one is by Heraclitus. Is Ooh. that how you say it? Yep. Second appearance. Cletus. <laughs> Why do you keep focusing on the
1: Cletus part? I don't know, it, just,
0: it just kind of stands out of me. Okay, here we go. The only constant in life is change. Yep. Heraclitus.
1: <laughs> yeah, you said Heraclitus
0: already. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just I don't know. It sounds, it sounds odd to me. All right. And with that, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you're fucking shit up. Keep your head up and focus on that sense of redemption. Peace. <laughs>